Rumors are absolutely everywhere, and we are entering the last five days of the transfer portal window. Man, this could be fun. This is going to be a race to the finish. You are locked on Ole Miss, your daily podcast on the Ole Miss Rebels, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, welcome to the Locked On Ole Miss Podcast. I'm your host, Stephen Willis. Thank you for tuning in, and thank you for making the Locked On Ole Miss Podcast your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcast, including YouTube. So subscribe to the channel, participate in the conversation by commenting down below, upvoting the video, and, of course, hit the bell for notifications of new videos that get put out quite frequently. Also, today's show is brought to you by Bet Online. BetOnline has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. BetOnline, where the game starts. Rumors, rumors, rumors everywhere. And you don't exactly know what to believe. You don't know what could happen because anything could pop. You're going to have people trying to say a bunch of stuff. Now, this is the reason that I think this is the time frame that the rumors will actually pop. And that is because with the transfer portal window ending Wednesday, now that there's not really a time frame for rash decisions, if you change an assistant coach on December 15th, they have a month to find where they're going to relocate. It makes a rash decision easier. They can get into the portal and all of a sudden you don't, you have to worry about attrition from your roster. So this eliminates that somewhat. Now, Names being looked at on the coaching staff that might be replaced, not going to bring those up. It, uh, it just really isn't. Names that Ole Miss is going to be looking at, we've all heard the rumors about Pete Golding. I mean, people can look at this and put two and two together with Pete Golding. We don't know what's going to happen. We know that Nick Saban wants him. We know that Nick Saban has a contract in front of him from Nick Saban. We know that the Alabama fan base has a segment that, for lack of a better word, does not want him. We know that he would do an amazing job at Ole Miss because the standards of what is considered good in one place and good in another are two completely different things. Pete Golding could have the same results that he did at Alabama over and over and over again. Remarkably consistent, the Alabama defense has been. And Ole Miss would build a statue to it. Alabama is trying to run him out. They want what they had with Kirby when they were giving up 113 points in a season. I think TCU gave up more than that in the playoff this year, by the way. So let's understand that what is happening is essentially not a real thing. Now, we all understand that Alabama has Will Anderson. They've had Dallas Turner. they got Henry Toa Toa. They've got some dudes over there. And we also have to realize that Alabama has completely revamped their offense. And the more high-flying and explosive your offense becomes, the more stress it puts on your defense. If you are not willing to acknowledge that, if you are just a person that thinks that a defense should always be what it always is and just is an independent thing that works unilaterally of other issues, we can't talk. But if you are willing to just admit what is going on with the defense over there 
and the offensive change may have had an effect on it, then we can have a discussion about it. Because what people need to realize is if Pete Golding comes to Ole Miss and brings his defense over, he will have to deal with play volume. The offense is not changing. There's a system in place for what they do. Nobody has heard any rumors necessarily about the offensive side of the ball at Ole Miss. Not that I've seen. I'm sure people have been wishful thinking and all that. But the offense is going to kind of be what the offense is. And let's be real, it's a top 10 offense nationally right now. The problem they need to fill up is on the defensive side of the ball. If you can get a defense that can give up 23 points a game, let's say 23 points a game, Ole Miss is a 10-2 team at least. Even next year when they play Georgia and at Alabama, they're probably going to win 10 games if the defense can give up an average of 23 points a game. So that is what Ole Miss needs to fix. Like I said, it doesn't necessarily require a coordinator change. It requires a defense evolution. Doesn't need a revolution, just an evolution. You need to figure out how to stop the plays that that defense that they have been running has a hole in right there on the off-tackle position. You need to get a little bit bigger. You need to honestly get a little bit more, a little more size on the outside. If you do that, you have a chance to be successful. Now, and we're going to take rumors over and over again. And, and like I said, the rumor is um, about Pete Golding. Now, that doesn't mean he's going to come. There's, there's an issue with that. And, and that issue is mainly optics at this point. Um, but if he does come and he does get to do what he wants to do and he does it well, with Suntary and Perkins and those guys defensively, this defensive unit has a chance to be a little bit better. This defensive unit has a chance to be eventually a strength. But we'll see how this goes. You pair that with the weapons that have been accumulated in the skill positions on offense, and you have a chance to make a little bit of noise. It's really great. And coming up in the next segment, we're going to talk about the last portal visit weekend and the countdown for the last five days of the transfer portal window. It's probably going to get busy over the next five days. I don't know who's going to come. Everybody's asking, hey, Steve, who's going to be the next commitment? I don't know. I feel sorry for anybody that has to monitor this transfer portal and with any skin in the game, try to be accurate about what's going on. We know that we're going to have 11 players on offense, 11 players on defense, and we're going to root for whoever's there in the fall. Now, the next three weeks is absolutely major for trying to maximize that. And we're going to talk about the last portal um, visit weekend. We're going to talk about offensive linemen that we've talked about in the past. And offensive and defensive linemen, they need to come in. And we might have some theories again about why the defensive side of the ball has been a little bit slow recently. We're, like I said, there's five days left in the portal. All of these coaching movement things are starting to happen. 
we'll see exactly what goes on. There's rumors everywhere. Everybody is talking about them. And honestly, you can you can you can join in in talking about them and it should make for a pretty exciting thing. Hopefully by Monday, you know, we'll have the game Saturday against Georgia. And Monday, hopefully by then, we will have some answers. Hopefully we've done a couple of live streams from commitments. Maybe um, we'll talk about coaches and things like that. We'll see what's going on Monday. But as it goes towards the end of this transfer portal window, it's time to go. It's time to do it if you are an Ole Miss fan, honestly. But it, it is what it is. Anyway, I do want to let you know that today's show is brought to you by Bet Online. BetOnline.net is your number one source for sports betting information, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest news, odds, and trends for every professional and amateur league out there, from pro football to college, basketball. I mean, they even had the World Cup covered during this November weird World Cup. They've got it all at BetOnline.net. If you like sports podcasts, you can even find those at BetOnline as well. We're always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting information. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. It's Bet Online. It's where the game stops. Starts. <laughs> it's where the game starts. Anyway, thanks again for making the Locked On Ole Miss podcast your first listen every day. Make sure to check out our brand new podcast, Locked On College Basketball. Everything you need to know about college basketball in one place. Plus, hear from big name experts, insiders, coaches, and players. Locked On College Basketball is available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcast. All right. In the first segment, we talked about some rumors and everything that's going around. There's a lot of stuff percolating around this fan base. Now, I don't want to delve too much into it, but other different places, there's perspectives everywhere. And you all know me. I'm all about perspectives and commentary. If it's a discussion point around the fan base, I'm willing to talk about it. I do not break news, though. So if anybody is saying, hey, Steve Willis is saying, you probably need to take them with a grain of salt. So this weekend... The last portal visit weekend before the end. We told you it would be a steady stream all the way through until the end, and we'll see what's happened. Um, we've had several players like Damian George, um, Victor Kearney, um, those guys, trench players, Javante Jean-Patiste, those guys defensively. And this, you know, if there's a defensive coordinator position change, what happens with the talent of the defense this close to the end of the transfer portal? You know, these are questions that people honestly need to consider. Most of that defense, it seems like, has been recruited by Chris Partridge and his guys. What does that defense look like if he moves on? That, I mean, that's the question. There's a lot of hypotheticals at play. Nobody really knows what's going on, but if something happens, something else is going to happen. It's going to cause a chain reaction, a butterfly effect of what's going on that could be good, could be bad. We don't know. Um, so we'll see exactly what happens. But the last portal visit weekend is important. Now, if you look at the quarterback position, I think Ole Miss has gotten visits from Brady Allen, who withdrew from the portal. You've got Mike Wright, um, who, to my knowledge, is still out there. Spencer Sanders, who, to my knowledge, is still out there. Um, I saw some stuff on Twitter today. Um, potentially about um, Walker Howard from LSU. I think he may even visit TCU, um, Ole Miss, and 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 somewhere else. Um, I, I forget what they say. 
Um, and these people, by the way, that are going to be doing a ton of work right now, need to lay off of them a little bit. There's people that are putting RPMs and crystal balls in and trying to cover this recruiting situation. Lay off of them. Because this is harder right now than predicting the weather. All the chaos that I love, and I do love the chaos in covering on the transfer portal, but for people that use the model of high school recruiting with the transfer portal, it's, it's a difficult ask. And that's the model they know. That's the model they've got to use because they still do so much high school recruiting. That is beneficial. So if you've got a John Doe who is a junior at Allen High School in Texas and people all of a sudden know what's going on, the circle gets bigger and bigger and bigger. And next thing you know, that player from Allen, Texas, there's probably 50 people to where you can get a useful nugget of information off of. It's just the way it works. Most high school kids are that way. Everybody wants to play this game and everybody wants to feel important. And honestly, it's wearing down on those kids. Now, I, I'm that's one of the reasons I'm very happy about the transfer portal is it de-emphasizes high school recruiting. And these kids can actually be kids. Instead of playing college football, they have to give up two years of their prime teenage years to be recruited. Now, hopefully it'll get a little bit lighter on them. But once they go through it and they decide they're going to transfer, the circle gets much, much um, smaller. The players are a little bit older. The time window is smaller. It is not long enough for that circle to get large. So there's maybe one, two, possibly three people that know exactly what's going on in the transfer portal recruitment. Now, these people cover it the same way. It's going to be covered the way it was in high school. So they're going to rely on names and stuff that they could normally trust, but it wouldn't be the same. Even somebody like Steve Wiltfong at 247, who on high school recruits and his crystal balls has like a 95% accuracy rate, which is absolutely ridiculous. Congratulations to him, by the way. It's awesome. Transfer portal, he's still closer to about 60%, 50%. And it's because of all those things. So understand what's going on in this last portal weekend and cut slack to people um, who are trying to record report on it See what happens after Wednesday, and then make your dis, um, your determinations one way or another. It's not going to do much good to fret over will they or won't they on every single guy. I know that people like doing that. They love the drama of that, but it's not really helpful to your mental health because there's a lot of stuff going on. It kind of is what it is. Anyway. We got Tom Vanderford coming up to talk a little bit about you know, transfer portal, coaching rumors, all of that stuff coming up in the next segment. Anyway, until then, stick around. 
All right, thanks for making the Locked On Ole Miss podcast your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcast, including YouTube. So subscribe to the YouTube channel, hit the bell for notifications, and of course, participate in the conversation by commenting down below and upvoting the video itself. We're here with Tom Vanderford. We're talking Ole Miss football today. The portal's getting ready to close. There's rumors going around everywhere. Tom, how you doing, buddy? Hey, I'm doing good, man. Doing good. You're right. There are rumors everywhere. Yeah, it's one of those things. At the end of a window, rumors go. I mean, you even have Garrett Riley to Clemson that just hit as before we recorded this. And that could be an effective thing, affecting thing for like Walker Howard, who might be visiting Ole Miss. It could change some stuff up with five days left in the transfer portal window. It'll be really interesting to see what goes on, Tom. Oh, yeah, it will. And uh, I, with, with my past, with our past uh, impressions of Mr. Kiffin, it would not surprise me if we don't know everybody that we got out of the portal until they show up on campus. Well, that's the uh, way that coverage has gone. Uh, I mean, they get about 50% right, and then afterwards, well, yeah, these other four names were here as well. And that's just because of how buttoned right. up they are. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. And uh, I personally like that. It's, it's, it's almost like having Christmas all over again for – People like me, you know, you're like, you're waiting to see what's under the tree, right? And uh, so I'm excited. There are a lot of people out there in the portal that could help us. Uh, I trust the staff to to get the ones we need. The good thing about when you have coaches that make a lot of money, there's a lot that's expected of them. And they know that. So the pressure's on and they're going to do the best they can do to keep those checks rolling in. So I, I'm just going to sit back and watch it and enjoy it. Uh, one thing I will say, though, I don't see us. I see a lot of five-star folks popping into the portal all of a sudden, and I don't see us really as a player for a whole lot of them. I think he's being, uh, I th- you know, just like last year, he said he treated it like free agency and wanted to make sure that the players were a fit with the team. And there were problems with that anyway. But I think he's he's a little more cautious and uh, he's going about it even more secretively than he did last year, and I'm fine with that. Yeah, and last year, if you look at it, from this point on, I think there was like until May and June, and the there was like 10 players or so that Lane Kiffin signed after now, after this date last year. So oh, yeah. with the... Yeah, with the portal windows being the tight window that it is now, it's going to change. It's going to cause people to do things a little bit differently. We'll see exactly how it plays out. But I I think we told people going into this, this isn't last year. And from year to year, your needs change. But we weren't swimming in the high dollar waters of a starting quarterback, a starting left tackle. Those positions that you look at, we weren't in those waters. We're looking for a backup quarterback, yes, but not a starting guy. One of those guys that would command one and two million dollars for signing. We're, we're not looking for that. What Kentucky got with Devin Leary, that's that's not the waters we're in. But you look at what we've done in their skill positions, especially wide receiver, uh, between the transfer portal and recruiting and tight end, and it's you take running backs in the position, it's hard not to imagine that skill position-wise, 
we're not exactly where we need to be. Yeah, um, we we we've got. You know, I, I think Aiden Williams is going to be a star. Of course, you know this is sometimes we're wrong. I thought Braylon Brown was going to be a star at Ole Miss, uh, but I think Aiden Williams is going to be a star. I think Suntarian Perkins is going to be a star. I think uh, Perkins starts from day one. That's just my opinion somewhere. Uh, in a Tony Connor type role or as an outside linebacker or whatever the case may be. You know, if we end up going to a 3-4, I look for him to be an outside linebacker. And I look for uh, our – golly, it escapes my mind. I ought to be shot. Our TCU transfer linebacker last year. Corey Coleman. kid's name again? Corey Coleman. Coleman to be another mm-hmm. outside linebacker, yeah. So and and you know uh, Jean Baptiste and and players to be named later to be the two middle guys, but uh, it, it and it, if we do go to a three four, that's cool. Um, we, we've got the personnel now to do different things. When we went to the three two six originally, I, the main reason we went is we had a ton of defensive backs, not very many linebackers, not very deep very many SEC caliber defensive linemen. So it was out of necessity in the beginning. And uh, we may still we may still see that this year. We just don't know. Everything's going to depend on who we get in for D.C. If the rumors are true that Partridge and Crum are gone. So if that's the case, Partridge gone, Crum gone, safety coach gone to Purdue, so that that opens up some spots on the defensive uh, side. Yeah, and the rumors going around uh, the fan base, um, you know, everybody's heard the Pete Golding stuff. But when it comes to hiring a coach, I trust Lane Kiffin implicitly. He gets things right a lot more than he gets wrong. Um, we'll be able to see exactly what they are able to do recruiting-wise. Now, I think what is going on, the reason it is slow playing, I think, is that staff change that could happen. And it could happen tomorrow. It could happen Thursday. I don't know when exactly what will happen. But the later in the transfer portal window it happens, it gives players less a chance to make an emotional decision. I talked about that earlier. And since there's an end of the window, I think people are honestly trying to game the system, for lack of a better word. Um, and because of that, I mean, you could have a good team. They're hoping to as little attrition as possible because if you look at the defense and if the rumors are true about um, Crum and Partridge, Davidson Igbenosin, Tysheem Johnson, Aisheem Young, um, Taiwan Malone, those are just four players from the Northeast that Chris Partridge had a major hand in recruiting. He also did a lot of work in Georgia. So there's players that are attached to him. So they're going to be careful about what is going on um, there. So we'll see exactly how this works. But somebody like, if Pete Golding does in fact take this job and come over to Oxford, I don't know that attrition will be that because of the pedigree of getting the defensive coordinator at Alabama who was wanted by Nick Saban? He might not have been wanted by random fan in Section 305, seat 13. But Nick Saban was wanting him back, offering him a three-year contract. He's an excellent X's and O's guy. 
if that guy can come to Ole Miss, I think the attrition can be limited. Oh, I think so too. And I think it, it, you know, you can only recruit so many guys. So you, you, you never know. There may be some guys out there that Alabama passed on that are really good kids and, you know, Golding may have some of those. You, you just never know yeah. if he comes. You never know what's going to happen. So that's what makes it so exciting. We'll find out around the 19th, some of it. And, you know, like you said, it'll filter in. It'll filter in even past spring ball because I guarantee you we'll get one or two people out of the portal after spring ball. One of yeah, them, I hope, is Smith. <laughs> if he can make his grades, I hope one of them's Smith. Uh, yeah, indeed. And you know, looking at the, uh, I, this is one of my most favorite times of year, and a lot of that is because of the transfer portal, but a lot of it is because of just the chaos that all the coaches changes and all that. Um, cause as well. And now with the transfer portal window, the coaching changes are getting back later and later so that the transfer portal is not affected. And you have this nice little one week of just absolute chaos. And I, and I love it. I hate that they will do something that, that would make that go away potentially because I love it. Well, and, and, and like you said, we don't know. Mm -hmm. You know, for example, Spencer Sanders, he may end up a rep. But he tried to go back to Oklahoma State, and they were like, "Yeah, it's all right." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And you know what? You know, the, the rumor out in the rumor out in the Twitterverse is some uh, money had been raised to keep him in Oklahoma State, and Gundy said, "No, nah, it's all right." Yeah, for whatever the, that's worth. Coaches need to realize, and I think they will eventually. There's just some coaches that are fighting against this transfer portal and this new wave of college football and stuff like that. And you'll see that that will be a detriment to your program. It's going to take somebody like Mike Gundy for that program to just go down the toilet, him to lose his job and everybody go, you know, it was probably, it was probably the transfer portal that did it um, for a full complete adoption of what's going on. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. It just is yep. what it is. Anyway, thanks again for exactly. making Locked On Ole Miss podcast your first listen every day. Make sure to check out our brand new podcast, Locked On College Basketball. Everything you need to know about college basketball in one place. Plus, hear from big-name experts, insiders, coaches, and players. Doubt you'll hear much about Ole Miss this year on there. Um, Locked On College Basketball. It's available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcast. Tom, thank you so much for stopping by. Um, we'll have this up for the weekend that hopefully everybody can watch, but... When it comes to rumors in the transfer portal, get ready for a lot of them. It's going to be exactly what you're hoping for, and it's going to be awesome. Also, good luck to Tom tomorrow. He gets his port out. Um, going to be really good for him. I hope everything goes well. Praying for you there, buddy. Thanks, buddy. Hotty toddy. Hotty toddy. <laughs>